Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Straight Up Sports Talk podcast. Again, from a remote location, and we'll continue to do that. Uh, on today's episode, co-host Sam Philman, uh, and talking NFL Draft, and that's kind of the focus of this episode. We start with uh, the kind of logistics and the sponsorships of the draft and how that's going to work, and we end talking about some certain players as well as some recent NFL news. So thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the episode, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Sam Thillman, and I am at Grant underscore Kobe. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get into it. Once again, uh, coming to you live from the basement recording studio, as usual, as we all try to, uh, you know, continue to live in this quarantine, and uh, but we're getting the podcast done, and it's uh, fun as always. Got my co-host Sam Thillman is joining me via the internet, and uh, we'll talk to him as well. Um, and we'll get into a lot of things this episode, mainly focused around the NFL because the draft is coming up one week from tomorrow, recording this on Wednesday, April 15th, and uh, the draft starts on the 23rd, which is a week from tomorrow, Thursday night. The first night of the draft will be look a little different than the uh, previous drafts, but we'll get into that later on in the episode as well. But we'll bring in Sam Thillman. Sam? Uh, how's it going? How's uh, restocking the shelves over at Kroger? <laughs> uh, same old, same old. They, uh, my Kroger decided to renovate a little bit, expand that little toilet paper aisle, forty-two and forty-three. So, yeah, it's it's going on, it's going fine. That's probably a good time for a renovation. They're bringing in all this money mm-hmm. from uh, from sales, anyways. But uh, yeah, uh, Sam's out working at Kroger on the front line, so we appreciate him doing that, serving our community. Um, but yeah, got anything else, anything else that you've been exciting going on in your life? I mean, mine's pretty boring right now. I get up, go to work, come home, do schoolwork and do the same thing again the next day. I mean, exciting. I don't know if there's anybody that has an exciting life right now. I mean, just work, school, online classes. We've only got what, two weeks left. Yeah. We so got the I end mean, of this yeah. week and then next week and then we have finals week, which will be pretty skeleton. I would imagine, oh, yeah. uh, due to the whole thing, but uh, yeah, it's it's coming down fast, which is great, and then a week off, and then I start my uh, online Sunday classes, so it'll be fun. That sounds like fun. Uh, but anyways, speaking of about to start things, that would be the NFL draft, uh, which is, like we mentioned, about to start a week from tomorrow, and it's going to be v- virtual, and this will be the first time uh, that we see really a major sport adjusting to COVID-19 in terms of getting a live quote-unquote live sporting event out there um you know the NFL has came out several times they've been criticized for not moving the draft but they've came out and said hey we're not moving it we can do this virtually we have the necessity and the materials to do that so they're going to do it and I'm perfectly fine with it uh, because I think it's going to set a new standard for how the draft is done. Could we see more virtual drafts in the future? I don't know. Um, but I could see you know, players not going to the draft in the future because 
honestly, I, I don't know how big of a deal it is to shake the commissioner's hand. I'm sure it's a huge deal, and I'm sure several players look forward to that. But I think you're going to see a window open up of opportunity to where players um, might not want to go to the draft. So uh, we'll get into some of the virtual draft rules. I kind of want to explain it here before we get into it. So uh, a combined broadcast between ESPN and NFL Network will come from the ESPN studios in Bristol, Connecticut, with Trey Wingo being the host. The draft analysts such as Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, will operate remotely from their house, um, and they will comment on the draft as well. Roger Goodell, the commissioner, will announce the first-round picks from his home in New York. So he will not be at the ESPN studios. It's about a two-hour drive for him. There was talk about him potentially going there, but no, he will be at home announcing the picks, which I think is, is good because um, if he was to go – somewhere to announce the picks it wouldn't really he really wouldn't be getting the point of this whole stay at home thing for COVID-19 so I think that is a, a good choice and decision by the NFL to go ahead and do that uh, the NFL will ship 58 uh, prospects so 58 uh, potential picks in the first two rounds equipment for live streaming they'll send them cameras mics uh, whatever they need in order to join the ESPN and NFL Network broadcast uh, during the draft. So they can come on and, and interview once they're drafted um, and stuff like that. So, Sam, uh, this first piece of information, before we get into the whole sponsorship and how that's going to work, in my opinion on that, what is your you know take on this whole virtual draft? We talked about it before, but this is going to be really unique. Um, I, th I think it's going to be interesting to see how it all unfolds because – for me, I think the NFL draft is a kind of unique experience. I think if they had it in Indy, I would certainly be willing to go down. I think it's fun to see the fans boo Roger Goodell. I think the NFL draft is a is could go virtual in the future, but I like having it in a like a New York or a Tennessee because it it gives the fans more experience. You have more. Um, I don't, I don't know the word, uh, more uh, uh, experience with the NFL than you would normally have. When, What other sport do you really have the opportunity to see like uh, professional players get drafted and have that kind of closeness? I don't, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, I know like, what you're saying. You have that kind of fan like, engagement aspect yes. of it as well because you're, yes. in a, you're in an NFL city, um, and so the home fans are reacting to what their home team – picks uh, in the draft so yeah you do have that that uh, aspect of kind of fan interaction but uh, you won't have that this year but ESPN is trying to come up with something for the fans to interact in the draft because quite honestly once you get past the first about eh, about the first round you're gonna see people tuning out because well there's not really much to watch um, and and stuff like that so it's going to be interesting I think um, you know, are these how big of a technical internet nightmare is it going to be? There's probably going to be some glitches, and there's probably going to be uh, some of that going on. The uh, teams, each team gets one IT specialist in their uh, draft headquarters, so to speak, in their house. So, say, you know, everybody meets at Frank Reich's house from the Colts organization. We have Ursay and Ballard there, um, as well as some other team personnel. Um, they're going to have one IT person there to make sure everything goes smoothly, make sure they don't get hacked in. That's a, I, I would like to see somebody get hacked in, uh, somebody hack into like a Zoom call or whatever. But 
Um, I think it's going to be interesting. All the all 32 teams are going to be connected on uh, sort of a Microsoft Teams is what I what I uh, read. They're going to be connected through uh, Microsoft Teams, um, so they'll all be connected there, um, and then they'll turn their pick into uh, the commissioner via internet. I don't know. My concern when I look at this is, um, so say the uh, Bengals are at number one and, and they're on the clock. Um, so what if Miami? I, I mean, does Miami just call call? I mean, is, I'm sure there's got to be like a certain phone number that Miami calls and says, "Hey, let's trade. I want we want Burrow. We'll give you this, whatever." Uh, it, there's got to be some sort of fast communication between the two teams before their time expires. So I think that's going to be the biggest downfall, I guess you could say. The biggest hiccup I could see happening is teams wanting to move up in the draft, but maybe not having that accessibility to communication that they need, um, which I, I don't know. They're supposed to do a mock draft uh, with all 32 teams participating here soon. So I, I guess we'll just wait and see how that works out. And I think I think what would be interesting if, like, say one of the GMs, like, lost internet connection, what would happen? Because their time expired. So what would, what would theoretically happen? Do you give it to them? Do you just skip them? Like, well, how would that all yeah, work? I, I would be willing to guess, and I saw on ESPN, that, um, that the NFL is going to be more lenient with that. You know, if mm-hmm. they don't get it in because of connection issues – it's not going to be the end of the world. Um, so you don't really have to worry about uh, – I don't think you'll really have to worry about that as much. But, you know, uh, they did say they will have landlines as a backup form of communication. Plans. So, hey, you know, old technology still works, and uh, they can still use it if need be. But uh, – yeah. Go ahead. I'll let you go. Oh, okay. Anyways, um, it's kind of hard to uh, time our – our, uh, when we come in because of the you know the late communication. But anyways, I wanted to get into the sponsorships and how this all works because I heard today, uh, I heard, I believe it was on the Dan Patrick show, they were talking about the sponsorships of the NFL. Uh, you know, the NFL is backed by uh, a lot of companies, but there's some companies that are not sponsored with the NFL. So um, this is, from the way I understand it, this is how it's going to go down. If players are asked to join the ESPN NFL Network broadcast of the first, I think I think they broadcast all the rounds, but I think ESPN's just on for the first three rounds, I believe. But if they're asked to join, uh, they'll be sent the the equipment to do that. Uh, but they cannot have anything that is not sponsored by the NFL in on camera with them. So. I mean, you can't even have Uncle Joe in the background holding a Coke can because the NFL is sponsored by Pepsi, and you can't even have that. So what I think is going to be interesting is, you know, the NFL is sponsored by so many uh, groups and, and stuff like that, but could we see, like, Joe Burrow hosting his own draft party on his Twitch channel, and he can then he can make money off of, whatever sponsors he can come up with. So, um, you know, whatever company, Coke or uh, whatever, Kroger can come to him and say, hey, we're giving you $2 million if you 
told if you drink a Coke throughout your live stream on Twitch, and maybe he doesn't necessarily join. He might join the, the FaceTime or whatever with uh, NFL Network, but he could make a significant more amount of money by doing his own live stream. Sam, do you think that is a possibility that where I think it is? I think you're going to see several NFL prospects, especially in the first round, doing their own private live stream on Twitch to where they can then make money off sponsors. Yeah, I definitely think that's a possibility. Why not? If you can make more money, why not? And like, there's nothing that requires you to join the the NFL Network live stream. So let's say you get an opportunity to do a sponsorship like with Wendy's, for example, and you want to do your own kind of um, deal, then you just do your own live stream. Like, why not? It it um, the NFL is smart doing this because it leverages kind of sponsors to give them more money, but it kind of hurts them with players not being able to like. I don't know, show off endorsement deals. And what happens if Joe Schmo decides to wear like a, um, let's say a Meyer t-shirt and they work with, and the NFL has a deal with uh, Kroger? How does that all work? Are the players going to get fined? Right. It, it says, uh, I'm reading on this article from the Action Network that says um, that, being allowed to negotiate only with league partners, so prospects being allowed to negotiate only with league partners will cost top draft picks between five, uh, five thousand and fifty thousand dollars on draft day. Now, I want to bring up a scenario from uh, the year when ja- twenty fifteen, when Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota were drafted. If you remember, they both stayed at home instead of going to the draft. Okay, they were both paid by Beats, Beats by Dre, they were both paid by them to advertise them from their home on draft day. Now, if you know anything about the NFL, they are sponsored by Bose. So that was a big competition, but again, Marcus Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston made a ton of money off of that. So I don't, the league can't dictate the league can't come out and say you can't do that. They can ask players, and I'm sure players will comply. But if I'm Joe Burrow or Tua Tagovailoa or Chase Young, I'm firing up my Twitch channel and have a million people watching, and I'm going to have sponsors all over the place because you can get several sponsors for that easy, and it'd be easy money. Um, so I don't. The NFL can't dictate that because the players, the prospects that have not been drafted have not signed their contract with the NFLPA. And once they do that, then they can only promote league sponsored stuff. But I don't think you can control, you can ask players, but you can't come down and say, no, now the NFL should screen it. And before they go live to their house, if they have anything that's not sponsored or not supposed to be on a live stream, they can ask them to move it. But I think, that players should take full advantage of this opportunity to make money off sponsorship. Yeah, I think so. Joe Burrow's probably getting endorsement deals kind of out of his, out of his butt right now. I mean, when you think about all the hype surrounding him, why not? If you're going to get fined $50,000 for having an endorsement deal, why not just do your own live stream? You get all the viewership, you get the sponsorship, so you get even more money. And it doesn't really benefit you to do the NFL Network live stream. What what benefit do these players get by doing the live stream, really? 
Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. You're going to see several players do it for, you know, uh, really money, honestly, is what it comes down to. But I want to read this quote from the Action Network. They provided this plethora of information for us. Uh, they quoted the league memo that was sent out. It says, quote, do not have any products displaying brands or logos that have not been approved by the NFL within camera range of your feed for the NFL draft broadcast. So um, it says, although that players who will be featured on the telecast haven't signed contracts, their appearance they're claiming is property of the NFL, which I don't like. I don't like that statement at all. You should be able to make money off of your image and branding. You should be able to make money off that. That's why I – that's why I argued in the fall when it became a popular subject, yes, college athletes should be paid for their name and likeness. Mm-hmm. Yes, if Joe Burrow is that good that LSU made $58 million off of football last year, football alone, they made $58 million, Joe Burrow should get a cut of that. He Because he is the one, and I'm not saying it was just him, but he was a driving reason for LSU's success. And he should get a cut of that. That's why I argue that they should be paid for the name and likeness. And the players should have control over their image. Yes, they're being brought into a league that has certain sponsors, but they have not signed the contract yet. They have not. I mean, stuff can fall through between getting drafted and signing that contract. They should be able to make money off these sponsorships. That's my big uh, argument. The NFL not really having it. They're putting some... uh, some strict rules down on what what players can and cannot have. So I think it's going to be very interesting, Sam, and I think we're going to have to wait for draft night for this whole thing to, to fizzle out and, and get into to what actually happens. Yeah, and I think uh, what's going to be interesting is that, like, I know they're sending out equipment for these player streams, but again, like, imagine if there's, like, a 10-second delay on one of the streams, so you're just on top of each other. It's not going to be a good look. I I like the virtual draft. I don't know if interviewing the players is kind of going to work out in the end. Yeah, I mean, you gotta have you gotta have interviews. Um, you have to because the, I would watching an ESPN broadcast without player interviews would be quite boring. So you have to have those. Yeah. Um, but again, I think that uh, that the players should be very upset that they they can only have certain sponsors. Now, they can go out and get a sponsorship from Bose, who is a sponsor of the NFL. They can go out and get that for themselves, but what they're saying is you can't be sponsored by Apple or or a non-sponsor. So I think it's going to be very interesting. Uh, And All right, about halfway through the action here. Thanks for tuning in. If you've made it this far, thank you so much. About 10 more minutes to go where we talk about the players as well as some new team uniform changes that will be coming up next season. Uh, Again, thanks for tuning in. If you want to listen to old episodes, you can. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, they have all of those saved all the way from our very first episode uh, talking about the MLB to the NBA to the NFL. All of those are on uh, those platforms for you to access at any time. So if you want to go relive what it was like when we had live sports, you can check it out uh, there and listen to old episodes. Again, thanks for tuning in and back to the action. In terms of player selection, we're still going with Joe Burrow as the number one pick. Um, 
the Colts, Sam, do they draft a quarterback? They're sitting at number 34, obviously. They traded away their first-round pick for uh, DeForest Buckner from the 49ers. Do they draft a quarterback sitting there at 34? I think it's just depending on how far how far they think Jordan Love's going to go. Because I think Jordan Love is their guy. And if they see him fall and they don't think anybody's going to take him, they may just wait until 34. Or if they get an inkling of a like a kind of mid-round team going to pick him, they might trade up. So I think Jordan Love's probably the only one unless they wait to like round four to select a quarterback. So, yeah, I think I think Jordan Love's kind of their guy that they have an eye on. If Jordan Love's there at 34, you better take him. Yeah. Uh, the hype that's around him might be a little too much, quite honestly. I think he's going to go early, and um, I think I don't think he'll make it out of the first round. But if he's there, they get a guy like uh, Jake Fromm from Georgia, who uh, is going to be in the draft, and he didn't – he had a good year last year, but they didn't have the su- they had success, but not up to the standards of an LSU or, or an Alabama hyped up quarterback. Uh, a lot of people say that, that Fromm kind of had a down year. Um, does Jake Fromm look like a guy? Because you're drafting a guy to come in and sit behind Philip Rivers for at least a year. You hope Philip Rivers can give you enough to get you back to the playoffs, and you. You let Chris Ballard live another year. Um, you hope he has enough in him to do that, which I think he does. You put the right pieces around him, uh, which you will. Uh, you got to bring in a guy who can sit and develop for a year and, and be ready to go after after that first year. Does a guy like Jake Fromm, does, does that ring a bell in terms of, okay, he could come in, be a backup quarterback for a year, and then be handed the keys the next year? I don't know if getting handed the keys is kind of Jake Fromm's kind of like uh, kind of archetype on like his path where he's landing. I think he could be a solid backup for many years. I just don't see him as a starting quarterback. Jake Fromm was a, a an amazing quarterback at Georgia, did amazing things there. But I don't know if he's the type of NFL athlete that people are looking for. When you're going to a more athletic type, you look to more Jalen Hurts kind of more of a just kind of mobile quarterback and I don't know if Jake Fromm can give you that for a team would a, would a Jalen Hurts be someone that you look look at in terms of wanting to draft because he hasn't been talked about a lot obviously he's in the draft he might be there at 34 mm-hmm. yeah and I, I think Jalen Hurts is definitely a um, and definitely a, a kind of sleeper option because teams are looking at the Ravens and seeing how well they did with Lamar Jackson. And Mahomes isn't the most kind of mobile quarterback, but he still has some athleticism. You see him running the ball for first downs. So you need that in a quarterback that maybe maybe they aren't the most athletic, but they can get you the yards when you need it. And Jalen Hurts can definitely do that for a team. I think you're right. I think uh, I think you're right. I I I, uh, I don't know who the Colts will draft in terms of a quarterback. I haven't really looked to the latest mock drafts. Kind of quite frank, I'm kind of um, tired of looking at mock drafts. But yeah. um, Cleveland Browns released some new uniforms today. They didn't change them at all. Um, that was they didn't they didn't even I don't know. Uniform changes are weird because unless they're like actual significant changes. There's not much uh, 
there's not much to look at there um, or not much to notice but do you um, the Colts released their new imaging this week do you like the Colts new, they kind of spread out the Colts lettering they made a new I don't like the C with the Indiana in the middle and the, and the horse I don't I'm sorry I don't yeah. there's a lot of people that do but I don't yeah, and I don't like all these NFL teams saying they have new jerseys and not changing anything. Like, the Colts released new jerseys, and all they changed was basically the font on the numbers. So, like, there's no point in releasing new jerseys when you're just going to adjust, like, a minor, minor detail that no one's going to, like, notice. Instead, make some major changes that's going to improve how your team looks. Because I like the color rush. I think it's a huge success. New Jersey's always seem to do well. And I think the Colts have just been stuck in their ways and they need some kind of New Jersey's. I, I don't know if that's the same thought you had, but I think the Colts have been set in their ways and I would, I like to see some New Jersey's. I don't, I don't mind the uniform look. I mean, there's only so many ways you can go with it. But this is what we're turning into now in quarantine. Uh, Jersey release is a big news day now. But uh, I would like to see Tam- Tampa Bay got new uniforms, but I would like to see them in the old creamsicle uniforms mm-hmm. from uh, back when the kind of orangish look. I think those would look good. Uh, the Rams, I love how they made their primary jersey the the, the light blue with the with the gold. They made did that last year, I think. But I love that in terms of jerseys. I don't know who has the best jersey in the NFL. Probably the Rams. I would say it's it's either the Rams, maybe the Raiders. I don't know. But we don't have to get into that whole debate. It's kind of a pointless debate. Who has the best jersey? I don't think it really matters. Yeah, but, I mean, it does look nice. I mean, because, for example, you're, we're both fans of Colts. I think we just lost Sam. He is uh, not. Can you hear me? Yeah, now you're back. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, what I was saying is, like, Fans have to look at these jerseys, whether they're in stadium or home. So it's it's nice to see some new apparel that looks nice because that in, in influences the fans to buy them. It's, I think they need some new jerseys. I think it's some t- the time for some new some new jerseys. It'll be interesting. It'll be fun to watch as well. All right, Sam, we're going to wrap this thing up here and get out of here. Um, we're not – okay, let me kind of try to explain this. So this will go live. We're recording this on Wednesday, April 15th. This will go live – probably Sunday the 12th, or the 19th, rather. Uh, Sunday, April 19th. This is probably when this will go live. We're not going to have a po- – we're not going to record a podcast that next week. We're going to wait until the, the last weekend in – or the last week in May to record our next one, um, and we can wrap up the NFL draft. Does that, that sound – I because I, there's no point. We would normally record on a Wednesday or Thursday. There's no point in recording one right before the draft. Because it would be too dated, because the Colts would already have their draft pick. Unless we record it after the draft, but then that's like midnight, and I don't do that. So we'll we'll kind of not really take a week off, but kind of, um, and we'll record our next one about two weeks from today or so, um, and kind of wrap up the Colts draft. Does that sound good, Sam? I think that sounds good. All right, sounds good. So we're gonna go ahead and get on out of here, Sam. You got any final uh, closing thoughts for today? Um, not really. Just uh, stay safe out there, all you listeners in quarantine, and let's hope let's hope we find the curve sooner rather than later. Definitely do your part. 
to flatten the curve. All right. Don't forget you can follow the hosts, me and Sam, Sam and I, however you say it, on Twitter. Sam's at Sam underscore Thillman. I'm at Grant underscore Curry. Follow us there. It's where we release our podcast. Don't forget, you can find us on Spotify. All of our episodes, all the way from our first one to our most recent one, is on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, you can find us there or really anywhere you get your podcast. We're on over 20 platforms. So make sure you check us out. Subscribe, like, whatever you got to do. Show support. Uh, we greatly, greatly appreciate it. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back in a couple weeks to wrap up uh, the Colts draft, talk about who they picked and why, possibly a new quarterback in town. We'll talk about all of that in next uh, in a couple weeks. Whenever you're listening to this now, it might be the very next episode, and it might be uh, a couple weeks from now. But anyways, uh, we will uh, see you then. So thanks for tuning in. For Sam Thillman, I'm Grant Kirby. Have a great day.